0: Hello internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of the Nemesis Project STARS. No, no, that STARS part is not part of the title, that's just me being Nemesis. But anyway, I'm Joe Dunn. I'm Zach. And we are here because we both played Resident Evil 3 Remake, and we both played the original Resident Evil 3, just so that we can do some comparing. But, uh, before we get into that, Zach, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. What games are I, I guess we could kind of like throw this in there. Are you still playing some Final Fantasy?
1: yeah, i've I've gotten back to it now that I've finished up my assignment.
0: <laughs> it's like homework and shit.
1: <laughs> well, I assigned this homework to myself. so
0: and and then I assigned the uh, the homework to me too. so oh, anyway, I what i've I've been playing a lot here on the uh, by the way, we are streaming on my channel, which is on switch.tv slash Joe Joe 35 And also our podcasts are on Spotify and iTunes. If you search Nerd Review Network for the Nemesis project is on that feed. And also go to Nov uh for all your juicy podcast. Anyway, I don't know why I said juicy, but whatever. Um, I guess we can go into it because th- even though this game was short, I feel like we have a lot to say about it.
1: Yeah, we're like a m- month removed from its release now, so... Mm-hmm. We've done as much as we possibly can, I think.
0: Yeah, so I guess we can go into the intro part of our podcast. Uh, development of Resident Evil 3 Remake. Now.
1: Developers, developers.
0: <laughs> developers, 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 developers. Um... This ain't the developers that did Resident Evil 2 Remake, right? Correct?
1: That is correct. Uh, I've lost track of like what that team is called. Apparently, it does have a name.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and we've come to find out that this other team, M2, M-2-TWO is, is the team's name. And there seems to be some confusion as to whether or not they're in-house. A lot of people are assuming they aren't it's looking to me like more like that they are and if they aren't then they're like a very close second party because the word on the street is that capcom was the one that put this studio together Mm -hmm. so it's like it's to me that just says they're basically in-house and they're allegedly made up from a lot of former platinum games employees which is interesting
0: that is interesting
1: because a lot of those guys were most likely former Capcom employees in the past. And uh, what else do I got here? Uh, I guess originally it was also considered that they were going to put RE2 and RE3 together as a package release. And somewhere in the middle of the development that was decided against. And it had also come out that this game was developed alongside re2 i don't know if it started off at the same time
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm guessing they probably decided a little bit further in like hey let's go ahead and do three two it's going to be people are probably going to ask for it so why not we're getting a lot of positive buzz there, there was positive buzz after at first and then they just went radio silent for like three years
0: yeah there was a time where we were just like are we gonna get this? Because they were just like, "Hey, oh, there's rumors out there, uh, Resident Evil 3 remake," and then it just went radio silent. It's like, are we gonna get this? <laughs> are 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 we getting Code Veronica?
1: <laughs> That's the uh, that seems to be the way that they do things over there in Japan. Mm-hmm. They tend to be really quiet and very secretive about development stuff. It's across the board, not just Nintendo.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. I to tell you the truth, I couldn't tell a difference between the the, the A team or the B team. I, I'm calling Resident Evil Two Remake the A team.
1: Yeah, I think that's how most people look at it because uh, I think that same team was also responsible for Resident Evil Seven.
0: Okay, uh, makes sense. So,
1: yeah, but like. Yeah, a lot of people are gonna like they're talking down to M two because they don't really like how this one turned out. Maybe for reasons we'll get into. Mm -hmm. But uh, on a technical side, there's really nothing bad going on here or anything like that. It's a lot of this comes down to like uh, content, like what is here, what isn't here. It's stuff that's that was probably decided in pre-production.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of assets has been used from r 2 Remake to this one. Uh, I will say it was pretty wild to see. I mean, not really because Resident Evil 7 was in first person, but coming from Resident Evil 2 Remake to this one where you're- if you're not watching the video or the stream right now, I have the part where Jill is walking around her, uh, apartment. And, like, that was unreal to me. I don't know, it felt weird. Like we obviously knew what was gonna come as far as like nemesis wise, but that's just me going ahead and stuff, but uh The development yeah, they they used a lot of assets and like I said, it's really hard for me to uh, Be like oh These were two different teams because I didn't see it maybe the quality of the two games as far as length wise and what was probably cut in this game but nothing really was like, oh, this looks like trash. I don't know if you got the same feeling.
1: No, like on a technical side, it's pretty much the same. And I mean, really, if you want to get down to it, like visually, it's a little bit improved over too. There's, but I think that's just experience of them messing around with this engine. And then they, they've, with each game they do in it, they figure out, oh, we can do this, we can improve this, and so on and so forth um like two had some weird effects going on in it it was like pros, i think some of it was post-processing kind of stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: like um this is getting into like real technical shit now it's like uh there was like a film grain kind of filter that was over everything some people may notice that some people may not have And re3s is like it either is non-existent or it's like very much less pronounced And the other thing was RE2 had like this weird lighting thing going on or Mm -hmm. where I didn't even know about this until it was brought to my attention a couple weeks ago where it's like, depending on where you're aiming the camera, like moving the camera independent of the character, like if you tilt it down, like you're looking down at the ground Mm -hmm. and then you, you slowly tilt the camera upward toward the ceiling. The lighting is like kind of moving with the camera. It's a really strange effect. (laughs) I just wasn't aware of that at all, and RE3 doesn't do that. It has, like, regular, standard, like, lighting.
0: Yeah, I was actually watching, uh, the Spear Hunter. I don't know if you follow her on YouTube. She does a lot of Resident Evil, uh, or Survivor Horror, uh, videos on YouTube. Yeah, I like her. And our friend Nick Apostolidis was on there just chilling with her, and they were playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, and, um, it was... You could definitely tell the difference graphically that Resident Evil 3 is much better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As, as far as lighting, as far as models, as far as uh, even the enemies, I believe, look better. Like the zombies, I felt, were a lot more detailed compared to Resident Evil 2 Remake.
1: There's, uh, yeah, so, somewhat. There's some give and take on that one that I'll get into a little later. Okay. Um, I I also noticed that weird sheen effect was either gone or it was a lot more subdued in this. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? No. Like, in everything in Resident Evil 2, like, all the surfaces, it was especially noticeable if you were in the main hall of the RPD. Had, like, this weird reflection kind of effect on all the walls and everything.
0: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now.
1: It didn't seem natural. It was like everything had, like, a weird sheen on it. It really reminded me of, like, in... um, is that the seventh gen of consoles 360 ps3 yeah i always get my generations mixed up
0: i believe so i i I forget too so
1: if if you remember back then when that we first started kicking that one off they really started playing with like reflection effects uh on that hardware and if you can think back and like to really old games like condemned or like perfect dark zero and stuff like that they would do these reflection effects and they felt a lot like that like really early reflection effects on like the 360 and stuff (laughs) and i was like oh like this is the only like thing that they did in re2 that i was like this doesn't look good (laughs) like i think there's a way to fix that like on the pc version or something of course
0: i just noticed something that i should have done uh i didn't really read the documents so you're gonna have to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I kind of bum rushed the documents because I felt like they 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 didn't catch my interest this time. But I we'll get to that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's fine.
0: Um, do you have anything else about development wise? Developers, developers, developers.
1: No, I. Uh, it seems like we're probably not going to learn that much about this right now. Mm-hmm. again japan's usually very secretive and stuff so a lot of the, more information will probably come out later over time i uh while we're on the topic of developers there is a guy who's been like a long time resident evil fan on the internet that's contributed a lot to the community
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i forget the dude's real name but his handle on game facts and stuff like that is, is cv uh cvx freak code Veronica x okay and like he's known for doing a lot of guides and stuff on there but he's uh since kind of transitioned into like writing a pretty detailed book about like the development cycles of like the resident evil games up to a certain point and he crowdfunded the book and i guess it's going through oh nice
0: you got to give me the link on that i might buy it
1: uh yeah i think uh uh sphere hunter actually plugged him a couple times on her channel so like somewhere on one of those videos she plugs him in different ones you can find it through there Mm-hmm. Speaking, but yeah speaking
0: of sphere hunter is she i don't know if you watched her spoiler review I, I have okay we need to discuss that when we get to that part because she brings up a lot of fucking good points that i didn't even think of so all right I guess we can move on to the differences between Resident Evil 3 Remake and Resident Evil 2 Remake. And that is you have dodges and and punches.
1: There's, oh yeah, Carlos can punch people or like shoulder block them mm-hmm. to to stagger them, which is cool. I kind of like that because it's, it's like you, you can just move past them, even if you fail the dodge, so to speak. Yeah. Um and jill rolls or like if you hit it right she does the i call it a critical dodge i don't know what they actually call it i um i
0: guess you could call it a critical dodge but can we uh full disclosure as aj says it in the chat by the way full disclosure the dodge button didn't register sometimes am i the only one that uh noticed that or i just suck
1: i think uh I don't know what's what actually is going on with that. I think it's a lot more responsive than in the old game. Um, I in my experience, it's been as I've played the game, I've gotten better with it, more consistent. but there are certain enemies that are easier to dodge and then there's ones that are really hard to dodge I feel like mm-hmm. um, like it seems to me like every time I play, even with all the experience I have the the enemy I have most problem dodging is zombies. Yes. Because uh, they just move so erratically in these new games. They're weird. It's like they they don't really have like a real obvious wind-up. Sometimes they'll just lunge at you. Sometimes you you think you're getting ready to suss out when they're going to grab you, and then it's like real delayed or something, or they don't do it, and then they do it, and you faked yourself out, essentially.
2: hmm
1: And that's what always happens to me. I'll fuck up a dodge, and I'll roll, or I'm too late because I I thought, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and I faked myself out, and then they grab me. just but like dogs i've i think i've dodged dogs like just a couple times they're too fast to Mm -hmm. dodge i feel like almost um hunters i've got pretty good at dodging liquors i can dodge pretty well nemesis i got to a point where i could dodge him pretty consistently Mm -hmm. humanoid nemesis and even the the uh monster nemesis um i'm trying to think if i'm forgetting any enemies the drain demos. That's kind of fifty-fifty. Um, the oh, the hunter gammas. I don't even bother dodging because it's not it's not about dodging them.
0: Yeah, those hunter gammas. Um, I call them cummy hunters because they're all white. <laughs> um, I hate their one kill thing where they just chew you up and all that stuff. I kill. Yeah, I I don't like that, and where it's placed in that uh, game, I
1: I don't know. I, I just
0: didn't, I, I didn't dig it in the sewer.
1: At the time, like when you're going through there, you're kind of unequipped to deal with them, mm-hmm. especially if you spent a lot of your your shotgun and your grenades, and yeah, you're going to be at a disadvantage when you go down here. Yeah, but. Uh, I've found that uh, at first I was going the wrong way every time I would go down there. Mm-hmm. I would go right. Like, that first time it gives you a path to choose, I always went right.
0: Yeah, if you, go, then, like, if you go straight, you get a, a fucking rock, uh, grenade launcher.
1: Yeah, you get the grenade launcher immediately with two flame rounds. You should always go straight. That's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, uh, yeah, those... I guess that's going to be a running theme from now on, it seems like, because... The, the Resident Evil 2 had the Ivies. The one-hit kill monster was that. You could get out of it if you had a defense item, though. It was just... As long as long as you had a defense item and it grabbed you, you could escape. If not, then you were dead. This one, if you just get let it get close enough, you're dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no way to escape. I guess you could try to dodge it, but I've noticed sometimes they still charge forward when you dodge, and I don't know. There's a stun... i I wouldn't call it a stun lock but the recovery from the dodge maybe sometimes it seems like you get caught in it um what else what other differences is there oh there's no defense items in this game because there's dodge Mm -hmm. and the knife is unbreakable now The, Um,
0: the, the the knife though uh again doing the zombies here here's my thing when, I, when the zombie's down, I'm stabbing like, you know, I'm, I'm cutting up steak. But I, right. not, I, I notice if I cut them in the face, they get killed quicker. Am I doing it right? Because every time I try to cut them up, like, everywhere, they still get up and still grab me on the ground. Which, by the way, I fucking hate. I despise that they can grab me on the ground.
1: I uh, think they could do that in the last game, though
0: but i felt the knife was stronger in the last game
1: uh it isn't it isn't it's th- this has a lot to do with the uh one yeah what they change with the knife two how jill attacks with the knife because she attacks differently mm-hmm. and then three this also has to do with the gore mechanics on what the zombies are you and buying they change and tone down in this game compared to two <laughs> which is another difference with the zombies
0: By the way, uh, I just got an alert. Uh, Kelly gave us bits, by the way, and all all I heard was the merchant from Resident Evil 4 go, what are you buying? (laughs) And scared the shit out of me. (laughs) So I got my alerts going. So if you hear that on the podcast, everybody, uh, it's just alerts. You know, get over it.
1: Thanks for the bits, stranger. Stranger where was i though yeah the, with the knife like okay in my experience when i've used the knife um i don't think it really matters where you stab these guys i, I th- it might do a little extra damage when you do the head but i kind of figured out a uh a pattern where it's like i'll stab them a bunch and then just kind of back off
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: best to just do that back off wait for them to get back up and Maybe try to shoot them again. If you get real, if you're real fancy, you can knife them when they're standing up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh like, Jill attacks differently with the knife. It's not like the big, wide slashes. She stabs. And uh she also has, like, a kind of a retreat attack where she'll, like, kind of stab them and then hop back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of useful, too, if you know how to use it. It's kind of weird how to execute it. I, it seems like you're you, if you hold back and you do it, she'll do it. But sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. Man. Um, but you can't dismember zombies with the knife anymore. It's just not possible. Even with Carlos, he can't fucking do it. And he attacks the old way with the knife.
2: Mm-hmm. And... So
1: no more of that, like, cutting their hands, cutting their legs off and all that. You got to shoot them
0: yeah it it makes knife only runs harder
1: (laughs) it does the other thing too is like the the gore systems nerfed in this uh this was something i wasn't aware of just because i would always dismember the zombies with the knife and i don't i don't aim for the random body parts with guns just the head and the center mass usually Mm -hmm. um but in it was demonstrated like somebody in two was shooting somebody's arm and shit with a handgun and like their arm would slowly kind of rip apart like all the tendons and muscle fibers and shit are tearing yeah it just kind of drops off
0: i didn't notice that in this game at all
1: yeah and in this one the part just kind of explodes off (laughs) it's like a little lamer
0: yeah
1: Uh, okay yeah
0: (laughs) Why, why would they do that? Uh, maybe they wanted to make it more gorier in the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, I guess, survival horror game. This <laughs> Excuse me. This was more action-y than Resident Evil 2 Remake.
1: It is. And that's kind of in line with the original 3-2 in a way. Um, I think they did it this way because... Uh, the running theory is there's more enemies on screen than there was in 2.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Usually, like if you go in a room in 2, usually there's like maybe 3 to 4 zombies in a room or area or whatever. In this one, you can go in an area and there's like 8 or 9 or something and they're just kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that just has to do with maybe uh RE engine and maybe it can't trying to do, do all this and then do all the the pretty graphics and then on top of that process the, the really realistic gore effects and shit of the parts falling off I think it might be just too hard yeah possibly
0: I'm trying to, Um, I'm trying to think what else was... oh Barry holy shit I got scared that, that was
1: too close
0: you were somebody almost a jibble you sandwich <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: right Barry thanks for sa-
0: somebody got a sub by the way
1: so <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. All the, all the other things are kind of like small after this, like even smaller than this. Like, did you did you notice the characters move faster?
0: Yes, that's a, that's one thing that I uh, I've, I've noticed. Probably because isn't the original it felt a little more faster than the uh, the other counterpart games.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think they have like the same run speed between two and three on the original games. But in this one, I noticed for sure the characters run, walk and run faster and that, I don't know if they were necessarily listening or not, or they just knew to think of this ahead of time with like nemesis and like how there's more enemies. Like a lot of people were saying before this even dropped, is like this game's going to suck. If you have the same run speed as Resident Evil 2 remake, <laughs> you're just gonna get trashed because there's like so many more faster enemies and shit
0: yeah um yeah, yeah i did i know
1: talk- a lot of people noticed that though i feel like and not a lot of people brought it up it's really minor but it's a thing
0: mm-hmm. um i i do uh, what i noticed more while i'm looking at my own footage that i'm playing right now is the uh, the movie posters and all the advertisements, the fake ones that were in this game, compared to uh, RE2 remake, a
1: lot yeah. a lot more hilarious. There's more like Easter eggs and stuff in in this game, mm-hmm. like the, the Mega Man and the toy shop and all that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Two other small things. These are even smaller little things. One of them is kind of a complaint. And it's something that I just, I think I just didn't really notice or it kept, the thought kept escaping me when we talked about Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, and I went back to even Resident Evil 7 to double check this to make sure this wasn't a trend that that game started. Um, I don't like how they're highlighting clues in the files in these games. They need to stop doing that. Oh, for like, for puzzles and shit, that's, that's dumb.
0: It's 2020 man everybody's stupid apparently. They didn't do it they didn't do it in 7. I know that. I don't know why they're doing this. Like do they think people are stupid to do puzzles? Po- There's not even a puzzle. There's two laughable puzzles in this game. Two. And what? the one with the uh the fucking the train route and then the uh the levels uh, I forgot the the one for the virus and stuff, the antivirus,
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. There really aren't any other puzzles in this game, which was like another real disappointing thing because this game uh has infamously one of the worst puzzles in the entire fucking series in my opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh there's other like there's other ones that are good, like the ones in the uh clock tower um and a couple smaller ones, but like uh yeah um no puzzles Uh, but they need to quit highlighting the clues and damn files like all right, look I I have a happy medium here it's like if you play standard or something it's not highlighted if you play assisted it's highlighted Mm -hmm. because then all the dumbass streamers will play assisted and then they know I can't advance I don't know what to do this game sucks (laughs) (laughs) this is fucking bullshit we're gonna play uh, uh, Mario Maker now for like the fifty hundredth millionth time.
0: <laughs> Mario Maker is good, but
1: no. I, <laughs> it just seems like such streamer fodder. It's like when streamers don't know what the fuck to do, they play Mario Maker or something.
0: Or they go to Battle Royale. One of yeah <laughs> <six. laughs>
1: or that yeah. Um, and the other thing, little thing was, I don't know what if this game really has adaptive difficulty or not. I feel it definitely a lot less in this game if it's there.
0: Yeah, it definitely felt easier compared to uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake and highly uh, More easier than the original. I thought the original had more of a challenge Uh, I guess we're always gonna say that with retro games because retro games they just didn't give a fuck about the casual gamer They only cared about the hardcore gamer Um,
1: Well back then I don't think there was a casual gamer (laughs) (laughs)
0: I guess a casual gamer had like a Tamagotchi or something. Yeah. Um, what else do I want to say? I I, I guess I can bring up the point of what Spear Hunter said in her video, uh, her spoiler review. OK. Um, She felt that Mr. X was more of a, a uh, threat than uh, Nemesis. And I thought about it. I will say Nemesis is always going to be quick and he's always going to have a rocket launcher or a flamethrower. He, he's going to be somewhat of a threat uh, as far as speed and and uh, range. But Mr. X in Resident Evil 2 did uh, what Nemesis does in the original Resident Evil 3. He was always a threat not knowing when he would show up. Every time yeah. he. Every time he showed up in Resident Evil 3 Remake, I was like, oh, all I have to do is get probably get past this area and then he's gone for a while.
1: Yeah, or worse, you figure out the really obvious weakness they fucking programmed into him. Mm-hmm. Where if you just throw a regular fucking hand grenade at him, it stuns him immediately. One. <laughs> and then the, the one where he goes down and he drops a supply crate. And then you just fucking run away from him and you mm-hmm. don't have to deal with him for like at least a few minutes.
0: Yeah, so I <laughs> that's don't, terrible. I thought she brought up a good point of that, and with with Nemesis being in limited areas and all that stuff, like we only got him s- in the trench coat for like the Raccoon City area, and then once we got to the Clock Tower, he like went into the water where Jill Valentine's like that bitch can't even swim.
1: I fucking love that part. Though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then you know you don't feel threatened anymore because now you know this big-ass dog nemesis dude is not going to be chasing you throughout the game like i thought i I, she brought up a good point where you know in the sewer where you meet those uh those hunters and stuff like having nemesis in there would have been terrifying in my opinion
1: oh yeah because you would have been in like cramped quarters with them mm-hmm and that would have been excellent, yeah. And she said, "Hey, somebody make a mod about this. Somebody's probably going to after that." Oh yeah, dude. I
0: I have it on PS4. I kind of want to get it on PC now because all the mods that are going to be happening in this game are going to be in fucking insane.
1: There's already a you, well, you should watched the video. I think she talked about it in that one that there was like an out of bounds exploration mod. hmm And like already, that's like kind of interesting. And I think they even made it to where you could have the enemies in it or something now or whatever yeah so it's like it's already hey there's some potential
0: do you feel that a lot of the game was cut like you think there was more like do you think there should be a director's cut of resident evil 3 remake
1: (laughs) some people were arguing there should have been a director's cut of resident evil 2 remake
0: really i thought that game was actually well like put together
1: yeah like most people do it's just it's less people thought that about too like uh, the the big comp- like the big component of that argument was they they felt like the a and b scenarios were just real lacking compared to like the original mm-hmm. and it's like and eh, that's overblown a little bit i feel like some of that's just nostalgia because if you go back and play it now which we have
2: mm-hmm.
1: There there weren't that many differences between A and B. I'm not trying to like do a, a devil's advocate or if you're going to be even bigger dumbass try to call me like a, do a shill argument because I love that game. And I think it's I still think it's better out of the two of them, the original is. Now. Yeah.
0: I but I uh, oh, I, go ahead. I do think um remember when Resident Evil 2 remake was coming out and they made the mistake of saying yeah, there is no A and B scenario and people like flip their shit and uh i believe maybe that's why it w- there wasn't a big difference is because like hey guys we need to make like a what are we going to do we're going to put claire like in the middle area uh, outside in in pd okay we're we're just going to you know play from there and that's the b scenario just randomize shit a little bit
1: yeah uh that, but that was always the big crux of that argument for a director's code, like, do better A-B scenarios, add the, the dumbass spiders that only appear in one area in the entire game <laughs> add the stupid-ass moth that you could totally nuke and it was fucking pointless in that computer room, okay mm. <laughs> Just, what <laughs> the, the dumbest shit in this one, they did cut a significant amount of stuff that was in the original, actually
0: yeah, like the clock tower
1: <laughs> Yeah, so this is getting well. We might be getting a little ahead in it now, but I guess you want you want to talk about the acting that's that's in our old format before we start really comparing three, to three and new three.
0: I guess we could talk about uh, the main two. Uh, the person that played Jill Valentine was Nicole Tompkins. Uh, I. Th- I gotta admit, in the beginning, I wasn't digging her because I was like, oh, she's always fucking pissed off. And then she, like, grew on me a little bit. And I... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm still... I still get... I'm deaf tone when it comes to this. Did she seem pissed off at Umbrella, Umbrella in the original? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Specifically, the same... It's the same scene, even. Sort of. It's like when she first meets Carlos. Mm-hmm. And then... He's like, we're with the umbrella by, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, umbrella. <laughs> and then she goes, like, they're the ones responsible for this whole mess in the first place. Like, she's, she's mad. And then in this one, she's also mad at the same exact conversation, just written differently. Yeah. And she's also a little bit more snippy. And at first, and I don't, and it's like, honestly, considering what's happened, like, can you blame her?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I. It's like,
1: she she survived a fucking nightmare incident and, and <laughs> is like apparently has some kind of like fucking anxiety about virus shit and I guess I don't blame her either.
0: I I Still I on edge. I uh I always laughed like when Carlos was hitting her on her like in the beginning and she's like fuck you <laughs> and I'm like oh dude he's he's just a guy you know getting a paycheck from Umbrella. And he, he thought that he was saving people, literally, well, no, and until he found out that they were capturing and killing and stuff.
1: Well, the the good news is, is that that develops. And over time, she softens up on him and actually trusts him and vice versa. He respects her more and shit.
0: Oh, dude, I love over- I love Carlos and Jill. Uh, probably best couple of 2020 confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um and i i gotta give a shout out to i i'm gonna butcher his last name jeff shin who plays carlos in this game yeah loved his voice i thought he did perfect and uh when i saw carlos's moppy hair i was like i don't know i'm I, not saying i didn't like the original one but i wish it kind of i don't know a different hairstyle compared to what he had but it, it grew on me and i it, his his uh personality was pretty much he was less of a bitch in this one than, than, than what he was in. oh the- yeah
1: he was he wasn't even really a bitch in this game honestly i liked his new look the first time i saw it mm-hmm. and I, I thought because his background is he he's from like South America, and he's taking part in like some of that guerrilla warfare shit down there. And he just didn't even look like a fucking guy that would have lived that kind of life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He looks like fucking Ricky Martin. <laughs> that was, that was a joke between me and one of my friends f- for a while. It's like he'd always say he looks like Ricky Martin. And like the, like just a couple days ago, I'm like, does he really? And he <laughs> says yes. And then I actually went to Google to Google like the the old renders and Ricky Martin. And then like after I saw them honestly he's right there's like a 90 85 percent resemblance there and that had to be on purpose because you know what they did with steve Burnside, they made him look like a fucking dollar general leonardo dicaprio <laughs> <laughs> so new carlos looks kind of badass and he is kind of badass
0: mm-hmm. um uh what do you call it where's nikolai neil newburn Loved his voice. Uh, you, in the old game, you knew about Nikolai where he was just killing people, and that's it. Uh, in the old game, I mean. In this one, I felt like he had a bigger role.
1: I mean, they kind of explained what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you learn that he's like one of the, they call them supervisors in that game, which I guess was people that was supposed to like collect combat data and bring it back to Umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then you learn that like he's killing other supervisors so that he can like have all of the money. Like it, it's, it's making that information more valuable because there's less people that have it. And it's like, see, that's interesting. And this goes back to the, that old complaint I have where it's like later on in the series, they wanted to do all this weird anime shit, like make Wesker want to remake the world. He has to destroy the world to remake it because humans are terrible. Do you really believe that Wesker would say something like that?
0: No. He'd be like, I have an underground base, and I'm, you know, being mysterious. But he doesn't want to be, like, destroying the Earth. Kind of like the movie fucking Resident Evil 3 Apocalypse and shit. Nobody wants that.
1: Yeah, and then, like, they did the same thing to Oswell Spencer. It was all like, I must become immortal. Only I am worthy of becoming immortal and ruling this world in my own image. It's like, no, he was just some fucking old asshole who was in it for money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Just and Nikolai is like in this he's like exactly how he should be he's like he even says like Jill's like uh, give me the damn vaccine he's like no you print money I like money <laughs> <laughs> we will make ours an ongoing arrangement
0: or the part in the end uh, or near the end where he's like you want the vaccine and he throws the vaccine and he shoots it <laughs> that
1: part is so fucking awesome <laughs>
0: Like, he's like, no, what
1: the fuck have you done? And he's like, I don't give a fuck.
0: Jill is like, Jill has this such O-face, like, what, are are you stupid? Like, this could save a lot of people. And he's like, I need more money. Um,
1: I'll go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, that, uh, that part where he's just like, I'd give you money if you let me go in a helicopter. I'm like, get the fuck out of here.
1: Like I a... love that. I love her response to that. She's like, I don't mind a little detective work. I'm like, yes, yeah, it's such a cheesy, fucking old Resident Evil line.
0: Mm-hmm. And she
1: sells like a total badass, too. She just gets on the helicopter and, like, watches them as she, they fucking fly away.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, um, I keep on going back to Spear Hunter because she's such an amazing Resident Evil uh, uh, YouTube creator and all that stuff. But uh, she brought up a good point. You remember that one, <laughs> that one line? He's like, I'll, sh- I'll give you stars and, and the old one where you're pretty much taking the Magnum and shooting Nemesis in the face.
1: I love that part, yeah.
0: And um, in this one, it was just a throwaway line when you're running away from him at, like the first time you run away in the uh, subway.
1: And the worst part is there's like a 50% chance you get punched in the back of the head and it ruins the line. Yeah. <laughs> You want stars, I'll give you ply she just like fucking <laughs> flies forward and now looks now she looks stupid because she's trying to talk shit, she couldn't run away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh The acting was pretty good. I mean there's like supporting people. Oh Brad was in it.
1: Yeah, they kinda tried to like redeem Brad a little bit, make him less of a bitch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Dario Rosso was uh not as crazy in this. I was disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, I don't know, some guy from New York. And he was like, Missy, get your own storage container. And <laughs> She's like, Missy. <laughs> and uh, Tyrell had a bigger, way bigger role in this game, even though he was still supporting.
0: Yeah, uh, Mark you
1: could. I mean, in the original game, you there was an op- a possibility that you wouldn't even really encounter Tyrell and him saying any lines. So he was practically a nothing character in the original game, mm-hmm. which is good. I
0: mean, I I don't mind it. Uh, Would you think of the cheesy? But I guess I kind of liked it in a way when uh, <laughs> Marvin is like running away from Brad because he's a zombie and shit. And Marvin says sorry because he's about to shoot him, and then like Brad goes sorry, <laughs> and he like hesitates and brad goes to bite him what do you think of that scene
1: i love that scene honestly just because it's like one it explains what happened to marvin like mm. how he got i mean before it's like oh he got bit by a zombie at some point but this is like it gives greater context to the scene he has with leon when he gives him the knife and he's like really stern with him it's like when you see one of those things uniform or not you do not hesitate and shit yeah it makes that seem like better um and uh, it's another thing that kind of another bone kind of thrown for brad to make him like less of a shit shitball character <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's was it was kind of cool it was like a little emotional like a walking dead-ish kind of moment i felt like you know when walking dead was good
0: yeah i, I yeah when it was good um yeah, I, I thought it was good. Like, it was Obviously cheesy, but I like how they set it up. I wonder if this was planned from RE2 Remake, and they were like, hey, we're going to do this. B team, make sure you put this in the game. But probably not. They probably put uh, the, that themselves in there.
1: There's probably some communication, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, uh, Mikhail. Uh, I thought he was amazing. I'm kind of sad that he was like only in like one scene or two scenes, if you count the beginning.
1: Yeah, he had a little. Well, you know, after playing the original again, he didn't have that many lines or scenes in that game either. I guess so. I think he had probably around the same amount of screen time.
0: He had a bigger heroic uh, scene in this one compared to the original. Uh, I think
1: he actually had more lines in this game.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, Because it's like, when you first go to the the trolley, it's a subway in this. He's, like, laying on the fucking seats, and he's, like, (laughs) half-conscious. And he doesn't say anything. Like, she just walks up to him and says, This guy's laying here, and he's fucked up. (laughs) And then she actually goes to the back of the other car to talk to Nikolai and Carlos, and they're the ones that come up with... Nikolai's the one that comes up with the plan to fix the train. (laughs) So... Yeah, they, they change that a little bit.
0: Uh, well, one thing I want to bring up is Nikolai. Uh, when when Nemesis goes on a train and he's causing havoc, and Nikolai goes, he's not after me. Uh, I don't know why I did Arnold Schwarzenegger when I uh, did Nikolai. He's not
1: after me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he winks. This guy, he's such a fucking asshole in this game. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> but um, the part where he goes, get off my train
1: shit bird <laughs> he fucking <laughs> blows him up yeah. like, yes I, I, I like popped for that like audibly when it happened
0: but apparently um, apparently developers were into the movie Air Force One with Harrison Ford where he says get off my plane that's why they put it in this game So,
1: <laughs> except he says shit bird
0: yeah <laughs> but, did uh... you notice
1: in the second to last boss fight Jill would sometimes yell shit bird at him mm-hmm <laughs> sometimes she does it and then sometimes she does it i don't know what prompts it but it's it's interesting
0: yeah i that's all i have for the acting do you have anything you want to point out
1: um no just kind of props to everybody everybody did a good job there was no suspect uh parts um kendo had a good uh, scene some people feel like it was a bit of a, a tease of blue balls a little because it, it was like the same kind of scene and it was like we really didn't in the second game we really didn't get anything out of it Um, what did they want like I don't get it I, yeah that's what I thought too I'm like what do you got I mean this is before Resident Evil 2 what are you expecting to be different here
0: <laughs> were, they, um, were they expecting him to be like you know, since my, uh, daughter's dying, uh, she could wait in here when she turns to a zombie. I'll join you, Jill. Like what, what the fuck were they thinking? He's not even a, a big character in resident evil two.
1: No, he wasn't. He never was. And like, maybe they wanted like more of a confrontation. Like maybe they wanted Jill to be a little, like a little, like I can help you. What's up. And, no, no, no. And he, maybe just more of a longer conversation. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I liked the Nathaniel Bard dude, that asshole doctor. He was funny. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say.
0: Yeah, like I said, oh, it, it, Did okay. you
1: know the actor for Mikhail in this game? He was in Aliens. There's one.
0: Wait, what? Really?
1: He was a lieutenant. Uh. Fuck. Hang on. I, I just had it up a second ago, and I. Here it is. He was Lieutenant Gorman in Aliens.
0: Oh shit. And he's also in Hellbound, uh, Hellraiser, too. He was Kyle M- McRae.
1: Yes, yeah, so he's been in some pretty big movies in the past. That's fucking awesome, dude.
0: I didn't even notice that, and I'm big into movies and TV shows.
1: <laughs> well, it got brought up to me, but I was like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> nice.
0: Um, I guess we can move on to the meaty flesh of the podcast.
1: The juicy flesh.
0: Yeah. Uh... There ain't no different versions because, you know, this game just came out. So it's just on your regular uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, I think. Switch. Is it on
1: Switch? No.
0: No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) It lags like crazy on Switch. (laughs) So I guess
0: we can go into differences between the remake and the original. The cuts, the criticism, as you put it in the Google Docs.
1: Yeah, the the way I figured we'd do this is we'd actually talk about like what is different, mm-hmm. good or bad, and then start getting into like oh this was cut, that was caught, and then people complaining about things and like the the actual scale of like the complaints, like whether or not it is a big deal or not,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
1: Because some some complaints are valid, some I think are blown out of proportion and, and ridiculous.
0: Well, the one. The one argument i kind of agree with people are the clock tower that's
1: Uh, the one that everybody seems to really agree on
0: because that was uh, and i don't know if they took it out because they just thought people are stupid and don't want to do puzzles that's the only thing i could think of
1: i mean there was more to it than just the puzzles it was just it was a a really nice atmospheric location
0: Mm -hmm. it
1: was a very resident evil location it's like the it's the mansion and the police station of that game. I mean, you get to go to the police station in 3, but it's like a lot more boarded and cordoned off than what it is in 2. Mm-hmm. And you've already been there, too, so it's not really a new location. Yeah. So, not having the really super Resident Evil location in the Resident Evil game is is lame.
0: <laughs> and oh. and I, I, I I'm going to be jumping around, but like, you brought up the rpd i i like carlos but i don't think carlos should have been the one going in i think maybe uh jill should have went into the rpd just so that we could have moments where nemesis is going through the rpd and like our theory before remember all the holes that we saw in resident evil 2 remake we thought nemesis was doing those holes
1: yeah i can remember even when capcom was like teasing that on the social media what do you suppose made these holes like over a year ago Mm -hmm. and it's like oh so it was really just carlos with fucking c4 (laughs) like okay (laughs) and then the other thing was i could have sworn i have to go back and check this but i'm just gonna go ahead and say it here i could have sworn they showed a scene in one of the trailers where jill is interacting with marvin and now it's like that just didn't even fucking happen she didn't even go to the police station <laughs> it's like so what the fuck happened there was that like a, a movie trailer thing all well, this scene wasn't actually in the movie it was just in the trailer
0: i guess uh th- that's where i think a lot of shit got cut and that's why i i hope which i'm not gonna hope though because i don't think they're gonna do it because they're so busy working on uh I, I, which we think it is Resident Evil 4 remake
1: yeah allegedly they're working on Resident Evil 4 already and uh, supposedly it's been said that no there's no DLC or anything coming for this game and that seems to be par for the course lately anyway like hmm. they had they had a DLC come out for Resident Evil 7 and we did have the free Ghost Survivor shit in 2 yeah. but they've treated other games like one and done like i think the worst offender for that honestly is devil may cry 5 from what i've heard it's like they added st- stuff into the game to make it seem like oh these other characters are going to be playable and they're going to like maybe do some shit. Mm-hmm. like they added virgil's moveset as like a playable character and like some other characters or something and nothing ever happened. That game's like over a year old now, too. So obviously, nothing's ever going to come out for it.
0: But oh shit, my brain went like totally far. Like I, when you said Virgil, I thought of Virgil. You know, Ted DiBiase, Virgil.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Virgil. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I guess we'll start from the top with like actual hard differences. Which is, uh for starters, there's no decision system, and there's a lack of multiple endings.
0: Yes. Um, I kind of miss it, but I guess I kind of get why they did it, because I don't think they would see. Here's the thing. What is this game marketed? Is it marketed towards us? Because I thought that's what they were going for. I thought they were marketing for the hardcore Resident Evil
1: fans. I thought that's what their strategy was, but I think maybe... Like, I don't. I don't think they've course corrected already within that short amount of time. Like judging off of like how two did, mm-hmm. I think it's this was just them. Like they've been saying, well, this is more like a reimagining or whatever. Fine, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but one thing that they've been pretty quick to always say, even where two is concerned, is they're wanting less canon confusion, so they're trying to make like more. Uh, straightforward endings and stuff so there's like no like there was always some confusion about what endings were canon in some of these early games especially the first game
0: see i hate i hate that i i hate how like new games are just like there's got to be one ending there's a... the only times like they do that is like those uh obviously those decision making games like um oh fuck the the horror oh. ge- game that came out that
1: like Resident Evil Three, no,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> but like, uh, shit, like the Walking Dead series, like the Telltale series. Like when you pick a certain decision, you're gonna get a bad ending. Uh, when it's not, when it's not a game like that, like you have people that complain to like, I want only a uh, uh, one ending. Why? It's
1: so. I've never, I've never actually heard anybody say that though. Not me. I've heard it. Well, that's dumb. I guess these are the same people that don't like puzzles or something.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> must be. But uh, yeah, it's just if you have multiple endings, it makes you want to replay the game. It makes you want to see that ending. It makes you want to unlock items and all that stuff. That's why. <laughs> I, that's why I think like all these uh. Fucking buy uh, like those microtransactions ruin shit like that. But there was no microtransactions in this game. That so that was good.
1: Hey, there is a there is a bad ending. What? Did you did you see it? No. Okay, so at the end when uh they're fighting on the roof and Nikolai grabbed or Carlos grabs Nikolai and he's like, shoot him! Fuck it. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, just do it. well if you hesitate too long or miss or something uh nikolai gets out of carlos's grasp uh, slashes him in the throat with a knife effectively killing him (laughs) and then he turns around and shoots jill with that knife it turns out it's a ballistic spetsnaz knife that notches launches the blade at her and hits her in the head Jeez! and she falls over and he laughs and he's like, Told you you couldn't pull the trigger and he gets away. And I'm like, fuck yes, that was actually pretty badass.
0: Now I want to play the game just to see the that ending.
1: Ah just go to YouTube and look at it.
0: True, but <laughs> I can play this game in like one sitting. That's how quick it is.
1: Yeah, you get to a point to where you know it so well you you can conceivably do that. Like um, when,
0: like when you get to this scene where you're in the hospital.
1: Yeah. Um now the yeah, there weren't too many endings to Resident Evil 3, the original. There was just like, oh, Barry picks you up in the helicopter, and you and Carlos fly away in a fucking helicopter. The, now some other in-game cutscenes can happen that are a little different at the end depending on decisions you make earlier in the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's like even other cutscenes that happen further back in the game depending on stuff you do in the decision system. Like I found that like I first kind of thought it was a little bit uh, like it wasn't as deep as what I initially thought and going back and playing it again I actually obtained the Barry picks you up ending that I've never gotten playing this game somehow <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh I did get a different ending I, I did see some different cutscenes this time and I was like oh okay so maybe there is something to this it isn't quite a B scenario like Resident Evil 2 but there is still some substance to it
0: yeah, well, it makes... It, like, when you play the game and you want to get... Uh, you're striving to get that battery, uh ending. Like, when you get it, you pop for it. Like, you go, yeah, fuck yeah, I did it. And all that stuff. I but, did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible at games. Uh, <laughs> but, um... When you, when, you, when you strive for that and you're trying to get unlockables, it, it feels satisfying. Uh, and, and Resident Evil 3, I just... The only thing that you do is, like, when you beat the game, you get points and you could buy, like, these extra items, which I guess we'll get into later with the unlockables and stuff. But that's the only replayability I could think of. Well,
1: there's the extra difficulty modes that change the game up somewhat, um, which, yeah, we'll get into that later, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other things is, like, there's no epilogues which is you unlocked one every time you beat the game and it explained what happened to like a main character in the game mm-hmm. after Resident Evil one, two or three, <laughs> uh, which is kind of cool. Um, extra costumes. There's a severe lack of that in this game, especially when three was known for having so many. Yeah. Uh, they just, they have the stars outfit, which was like, yeah, people wanted that. And they have the original RE3 outfit, although they fucking play with it a little. Uh, I guess to make it not as offensive or something.
0: Oh, like because of the skirt? Like, there ain't no yeah. pa- panties? There's like a shorts under the skirt?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jill, it's actually a skirt. I think, is what that's called. <laughs> it's like you're wearing a skirt, but it's actually shorts. Uh, it's a weird niche article of female clothing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, Outside of that though, it's like you guys didn't even make like a costume pack. You wanted to like fucking bilk us over. Like you didn't you didn't even think to do that at least. Like I would have bought it, and all these dumbasses that would have complained about it would have fucking bought it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: like you didn't want to put in a Regina outfit to tease Dino Crisis or something. Like come on.
0: I, I'm I'm it, I'm gonna say this even though they do surprise us sometimes. I don't think we're ever gonna get a Dino Crisis.
1: Yeah, I, I really want that to happen, but like I don't know, judging by the direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. Although they've said, like, oh, we're going to remake a game nobody expects. They did say that a year or two ago. Like, we'll see, I guess. Um,
0: well, if they're doing Resident Evil 4, I didn't expect that. So they, yeah, they, they would. Yeah,
1: none of us did, I guess. <laughs> um, No Mercenaries, which that's another kind of big sticking point about this game.
0: Yeah, why well, I... I guess maybe to put resistance in there, but w- whatever.
1: Yeah, it's another topic of discussion.
0: I didn't play that, by the way, so... You didn't? No, I didn't.
1: I played a little bit of it, but, yeah. I, I feel like we're not going to have that much to say about it because of that. But, uh... I don't understand why Capcom's scared of, like, doing the extra battle modes with main characters. This is, like, two games in a row now, really, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like... In, the, in Resident Evil 2, it was like, okay, we don't have Extreme Battle, which was not an original feature of the game. That was something they added in later versions. Um, but they did add Force Survivor and Tofu Survivor or whatever, and they gave us Ghost Survivors, which is kind of like Battle Mode a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ran, there. Uh, I also found out there was a randomizer in Resident Evil 3, and I wasn't aware of it because it was apparently not advertised
0: yeah, I, I heard about that as well, which I,
1: just, I, I never knew. Mm-hmm. But like playing this game, and after I, I I learned that I remember the last time I played through this. I think getting footage and shit for when we talked about the original game, I had noticed um, the sh- there's like a shutter you can open uh, out back behind the bar in the early part of the game, like when you get a crank. Yeah, and there's there's ammo in it usually. But or Actually, it's like gunpowder. But the last couple times I've played, I've noticed like, oh, it was actually grenades for the grenade launcher, not gunpowder. Or uh, there was fucking herbs in there, or first aid sprays. So that actually changes. Um, and the enemies change too. Even like if you die and you fucking reload the game, it'll change like what enemies are in that area. So it's actually a little bit more random than the randomizer in resident evil 2 on n64 is geez so that's adds something to the game in my opinion now
0: that's good but like isn't that like uh inferno mode or something
1: mm, no <laughs> i don't think now i haven't played inferno mode but like i feel like nightmare mode got oversold by like how this is the true version way to play the game and it changes it so much i feel like people really oversold that after having played it mm-hmm. well, hard, um, hard,
0: hardcore in resident Evil 2 remake felt a lot more harder and harder on that game compared to 3 because when i played on hardcore on, on 3 i was like this, this is fucking
1: easy Hardcore in Resident Evil 2 is weird because, like, I felt like in some ways it was harder and in some ways it was easier. Oh, like, yeah. y- you have less space, so you have to contend with, like, more item juggling and shit. Um, but ink ribbons, ink ribbons, which I like that though. I that was great.
0: Yeah, I don't know why but they I- took it out in this one.
1: Yeah, there was no that's another thing they, they took out was ink ribbon. Um, There was more tension added from the ink ribbons and uh, it felt like enemies would take a little bit more damage and you would take a little bit more damage. But that apparently there was still adaptive difficulty at play, but there was less variance to it in hardcore. Mm -hmm. So it just felt more like a static kind of difficulty that wouldn't just wildly fluctuate, you know. Yeah. and That's where, it, in my opinion, it feels like it's also a little easier because you get, you, there's more, you know what to expect more going in every time. Anyway, though.
0: Um, puzzles la- more in original compared to, we already talked about that.
1: Definitely more puzzles. I mean, there's not much to get into other than talking about the individual puzzles and there's no point. Yeah. Um, lack of advanced ammo crafting. I was kind of hoping this would make it in and it didn't. Nope. Um, they added the little ammo reloader tool which enables you to like if you buy it you can make more ammo but it doesn't do anything else. You don't get the same effect of like depending on how you put together your ammo powders you kind of level your Jill up to make better ammo later or anything. Yeah it was really stupid.
0: I, I what was stupid? Not having a lot of crafting in this game. I thought that was really uh, different compared the third one into the, from the second one, the originals and stuff. Like, I thought that was a cool concept. And then in this remake, they were just like, it's like they took all the stuff that was, how can I put this? Time-consuming in a way, in a, in a good way, uh, just so that they could, you know, get those uh, people that have it, small attention spans to, to, to play this game
1: yeah it really feels like they tried to make a concerted effort to really up the pace of this game mm-hmm. and maybe to its detriment somewhat because now you got people complaining that it's too short yeah um let's see less nemesis encounters
0: yeah um, yeah i i tell me you you dislike the part where he takes out the rocket launcher i just thought it was like really stupid seeing that dumb laser pointer
1: yeah it's kind of a scripted set piece uh encounter and that's where a lot of these complaints are coming from people are unfortunately not uh able to really vocalize correctly like their issues with nemesis they always say he's scripted and It's not really that he's scripted because Nemesis in the old game is scripted. It's just that they create more set-piece event fights with him instead of having the chase sequence fights, which is what people are wanting. And I felt like
0: when he popped out in the original, it felt at times when you were just like, couldn't deal with him that's why you had the uh decision making like if you didn't prep for getting up to that point then your only option was to run away from it. but if you prepped up if you kept your bullets and certain ammos and stuff to like for example in the beginning part where uh nemesis kills uh brad and you could either deal with him or run into the rpd but if you gathered all the right ammo and stuff to fight him in the uh courtyard then you could do it. Uh, I felt mm-hmm. like I felt like in the old one, if you didn't prepare for that, you were fucked. Like, it, at certain times, you just like, I got to get out of here. In the remake, it just felt like, like I said before, all I got to do is get down to this hallway, and then he's gone for a while.
1: Yeah, they had to just throw a grenade at him and fucking just forget about it. I still can't believe they did that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, if you don't want to deal with him, just throw a grenade at him like what the fuck you guys trivialized him just by making him go down with one grenade uh and like i think yeah, they- he, gave, he gave you an out for it in the original game you just said uh, you like run away from him but the thing is is he would still uh he'll, he'd still harass you if you ran away
2: mm-hmm.
1: like in the police station and shit is if you could down him it's better to down him because then you don't have to worry about him at all for a while yeah so there's still a downside to just running away uh but like in this it's just i'll throw a grenade at him and if you can't then you probably get fucked up a little bit depending on the difficulty you're on he might kill you Mm -hmm. but still it's not that bad and I feel like people complaining about Mr. X had something to do with this.
0: Thank you for bringing it up because that was going to be my next point. I think people that were complaining like, "Oh, you know, Mr. X is walking really fast all the time and chasing me," then run away. Oh shit!
1: Fucking survival horror game. It's supposed to fucking give you anxiety.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I felt like it, back to spear hunter's comment. I feel like Resident, uh Mister X was being Nemesis, and Nemesis was being Mister X.
1: Yeah, they they switched roles. That that seems to be something a lot of people agree on too with these games. Mister mm-hmm. X became a lot more cool and meme worthy where Nemesis was before, and now Nemesis is not. He's kind of forgettable now compared. I still like the... I do like the, the one time where he does chase you around like in the old game and I wish there was more of that.
2: hmm
1: I feel like if there was, people just probably wouldn't bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: like if, that, if they just had two more instances of that, I don't think people would complain. Yeah. Um, more stuff with Carlos, which is cool. You know, yeah, sure, he got the RPD spot. They expanded the hospital part with him.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: fine. Uh... No real complaints there, especially because he's written better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: plot and writing is generally better compared to the old one. I think. I think a lot of people agree with that.
0: Oh yeah, I totally
1: agree. Because like the the plot, honestly, in Resident Evil Three compared to Two is kind of simplistic. A little. It kind of almost. I don't. I don't even know if I want to say that. I think it's even a little bit more simplistic compared to one. Because in one, you're kind of also trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> there's like this whole mystery of like what the hell is going on here and you're learning it whereas by the time you're playing two and three you kind of already know what's going on and it's more of a story about like escaping or something
0: yeah
1: it, along with what, whatever other subplots are going on but this one is just kind of like old jill's trying to get out and there's a monster chasing her and she finds files and learns shit and then there's a subplot with the ubcs guys carlos is Maybe trustworthy. Nikolai seems a lot more trustworthy in the original game than what he does in this one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, in, in this one, you're just like, oh, Nikolai's a bad guy.
1: Like, at first, you could probably buy him as the asshole survivor because there's always that in the zombie thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he's just like the, the asshole of the group who wants to, like, cause trouble. But now, then it's real, it's revealed he's a fucking sociopath who's just out for himself. <laughs> but, like, they expand a lot more stuff. It's like the, the Jill-Carlos relationship is better in this. And Nick, all the characters are better. We kind of already got into a lot of that.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, Tyrell was a guy that didn't even really have lines in the original game. They made him like a supporting character. <laughs> he was kind of cool. I liked him. Yeah, he was, he was the right. computer guy. Yeah, he was all right. I like, I like how with, with Carlos, you're doing the hospital thing with Carlos. And he's just like... uh I found Bard, but I can't find the vaccine. He's like, "Well, find a computer or something," is what he says. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's gonna fix it. Like as as long as there's a computer, we can find an answer.
0: (laughs) I do Uh, I do like the part where Carlos is like, "She she knew it all along, and I didn't listen." And he like, "Fuck!" fuck, And he punches the computer.
1: Also, like, like that was also funny to me because it seems like he's a, Carlos is established as like the not techy guy, mm-hmm. and it's just like there's like that door where It's, like voice recognition required. He's like voice recognition. The fuck the sci-fi bullshit is this? He's oh. like actually what he says. I don't. And know. then like if you keep fucking with the door. He keeps goofing off with it.
0: I don't know. I don't know if you noticed in the RPD, but uh, he goes up to one of the doors like the spade key and all that stuff. He goes. This is a weird fucking door.
1: What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, also, if you go to the keep out shutter, he's like, okay, you want me to keep out? I'll keep out. He <laughs> like, doesn't even fuck with it. I love it. I love Carlos. Yeah, it was great. Um, graphics. We, we kind of talked about the graphics.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: soundtrack. This is This was a big point for me. I don't think enough people are noticing this. Where one of the kind of weak points of Resident Evil 2 remake was like the original soundtrack is almost non-existent. Yeah. You have to pretty much and that kind of hurts the atmosphere a little and what sucks is it's even the original guy that composed the original Resident Evil 2 that did this and it's like dude you don't want to like remix your shit and make it like you know modern or something or do a twist with it or something. No. He just wanted to try to make it like every other AAA fucking game soundtrack where it's, like, kind of unnoticeable or something.
0: That's why I think, like, um, back to making it casual and not the hardcore, like whatever they're doing is just... They want to get the casual people. And I guess I, I kind of get get what they're going with it. Be like, oh, this is an amazing franchise. This is what you know, it's reimagined for what it used to be. And maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know.
1: I don't. What is that something even more casual gamers think about or notice a lot is soundtrack? I feel like if all oh, that soundtrack is fire, you know, maybe they'll listen to it once, but I've never really heard anybody bitch about soundtracks like it, it stands out too much.
0: No, I'm, some... I'm talking about like making it generic where everybody likes the same thing. I feel like oh I, you know they have this in that game so it's in our game too so come watch it you know
1: i guess to me it just makes it like yeah it does make it generic it's almost like my, my big complaint is about how like with movies a lot of movie soundtracks nowadays i feel are like super samey and it's like fucking it's borderline like i don't even fucking notice it mm-hmm where everybody just wants to go with, like, orchestral bullshit that's not even arranged, like, in a good, fun way that stands out. Uh, and, and I hate that. <laughs> that's why every time I watch, like, a movie from the 80s or the 90s or something and it has, like, this kind of badass soundtrack, but it's very dated, but it has its distinct, and it stands out. Huh. And it gives, it gives the film some kind of feel. And in Resident Evil 2, it lacked atmosphere and feel because of they wanted to really scale that soundtrack back for some reason. But here, I think they heard that, and then they pretty much just remixed and kind of remade a lot of the old tracks and added some new ones. Yeah, the and they're all good. The new ones they added are good.
0: Yeah, the save was actually good.
1: Yeah, they didn't really change it too much. It's uh, the... All the other ones that were in the old game were basically there with minimal to just moderate changes. Um, sometimes they even just use the bass sound, the bass melody or sound from the old one, excuse me, um, and just kind of put layers on top of that. They would, they would even go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, then I guess you start getting into expanded hospital and nest which is like the big takeaway areas i suppose
0: yeah they they took a a lot of chunk out of this game
1: well and then we start getting into cuts
0: yeah
1: um so after playing the original game and comparing to this i feel like the raccoon city streets were cut by like 60 percent that's my estimate this is just an estimate
0: and didn't they advertise it like oh explore the raccoon city and like it's very very linear
1: Mm-hmm. it's like what they did i think is this goes back into um what you said earlier uh where it felt like they were trying to like ratchet up the pace of this game and that is one positive thing about this game is the pace is very frantic and it doesn't really let up. It has like a good pace, but the problem is it just doesn't sustain it long enough. It it feels like you 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 sprinted and you ran out of breath and you were done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did your sprint. <laughs> Whereas Resident Evil 2 is a marathon or something. Yeah. Um, but like uh yeah, they, they've had to cut 60%, two-thirds, whatever, and it feels like they wanted to condense all of the key areas of Raccoon City on the streets into this blob of a map. It's where everything is really close together. All the key areas you have to get to are like really close to one another, yeah. where they used to be really spread out. Uh, you actually, after playing Old 3 again, you spend more most of your time in this game actually running around the streets.
0: Yeah. Probably because of the backtracking. I'm not saying that there isn't backtracking in this game. But it felt like the back, yeah. It felt like the backtracking in the original was made you explore the different areas and stuff. And this one, you're just like, oh, I gotta go back, or I'm doing circles because uh, Nemesis, like in the remake, Nemesis uh, chasing you is pretty much the Rakun City area, mm-hmm. and that's it.
1: Yep, he doesn't really chase you anymore after that point. So it's like what they condense everything down to in this one area is you have the subway or trolley, um, some little streets, uh, a donut shop, um, the power station, uh, which is very different. Um, the, they made an area where you turn on the power for the, the, you, you, you put in the programming for the subway, which is like, okay, that's something that's kind of new, I guess. Yeah. Um, the gas station you don't really go to you go to like a weird garage
0: well the gas station was kind of there a little bit remember the part where um yeah carlos blew it up yeah
1: (laughs) like you don't you don't get to go to i mean you don't really do much in the gas station in the original game either you go there you do a weird puzzle i still i still don't know why that puzzle exists (laughs) like it's like the, the motor oil is kept in a temperature-controlled cabinet. And it's like, why? You don't have to keep motor oil in a temperature-controlled environment. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you do that puzzle, and then it's just like after that, like either Nikolai or Carlos shows up, and then he's like, hey, and he walks into the garage, and then they explode. And then the gas station explodes, and you run away. That was it. <laughs> Or Carlos goes outside and is like, "I don't want to be a hero." Sa and he goes out there and he kills like fifty zombies. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. That very short part. So whatever. If people want to bitch about. Oh, it clipped the gas station. There wasn't much to that, guys.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Carlos, um, I do have to say it's it's playing on the stream right now as a video. But I I hated the whole. Uh, part where Jill is, like, recovering from her, uh, virus thing, and he's just shooting in the hallway, waiting for the, uh, the windows to close, and then you, you're getting waves of zombies, and that one hunter that's in the fucking closet room and shit.
1: People seem kind of split on that one. It seems like more people don't like that, but, like, I don't really understand why they don't like it. Well, So why I, don't you like it?
0: I don't like it because it's I felt like it's not designed well. I mean, look how they get shot. They, like, they splat, like, Nickelodeon and, like, slime and shit when you kill them. And, yeah. and I don't know. I This feels very casual. Something like a casual player would want in a game. Like, I want more shooting, more waves, like, you know, the Gears of War waves, even though that's kind of outdated a little bit. Like, I was waiting for, like, Battle Royale fucking Resident Evil to happen <laughs> after I played this game mode.
1: I kind of had fun with it because it felt like a zombie siege, and isn't that, like, something that happens usually in these kind of settings? hmm uh, th- Yeah, them exploding is, like, kind of a cheesy, cheap effect, but it's just, hey, that's limitations of RE engine It's either, like, you don't have this scene at all, and I guess, and... People will take that in different ways. They'll say this was padding anyway. Fuck it. Then you'll get the people that actually really like that part say, "Well, that sucks. You cut out a part I really liked." And <laughs> you can't please anybody. But uh, I, I didn't. I thought it was kind of fun, and I thought I thought it was kind of tense. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's definitely
0: <laughs> it's definitely tense because you don't have enough ammo sometimes. You don't? I don't think so. I. Uh, <laughs>
1: some
0: of the, sh- some of these zombies are bullet sponges.
1: Yeah, they kind of are. You gotta learn how to use the rifle. That's the key.
0: Yeah. Well, once I started, uh, once I started noticing that, like, when they drop, they just let. Cause I was like, oh god, you know, they're down. They're gonna get back up again.
1: What's hilarious is like even the noise they make is like ridiculous. It's like. Yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, you just stepped on a mustard bottle? Like your noise? You couldn't just, like, I don't, like, I know what this is, and I don't remember if it was in the Sphere Hunter video. It might have been where she's like, or somebody was like, stop trying to do the cabin siege in Resident Evil 4.
0: Yeah, that was Sphere Hunter.
1: Okay, and I was like, yeah, they do do that a lot. And I'm like, I, that's what that basically was.
0: I don't know why they like it so much. Maybe because, like, it's a lull in the game.
1: They did it in four but you know in four it was cool and tense and they did it in five and it was like uh, not as good Mm -hmm. and then they did it in six and it was pretty tense but also ridiculous because it's six (laughs) i can't
0: can't wait to play that game
1: oh my god and i i I can't recall it showing up any more times outside of right here but yeah they do need to quit doing it (laughs) yeah
0: other than that what else can we compare the original with this game
1: uh, well we're still talking about cuts right now and uh i was gonna say oh yeah the pharmacy was there too in the streets but it was just like one room
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, you just do like the aquacure thing and it's, okay whatever and it honestly didn't even have anything to do with like the fucking the the solution of you getting out of the the streets which is what was the original purpose of that area it was just hey do you want like a fucking scope for your glock (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but they uh what else did they they, i feel like they did no okay i'm misremembering things now clock tower is a big sticky point and we kind of went into that a little bit yeah and lack of puzzles. There's two or three well-known puzzles in that area. Very very nice, very atmospheric area. I also really like, we keep plugging her, but I like Sphere Hunter's pitch for like, hey, do this to bring the clock tower in. DLC, I'm like, that's fucking amazing. We should do it.
0: Oh yeah, like when she's uh, when Jill's infected, she's having like a nightmare dream that she's in the clock tower.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, sign her up, Capcom. Like, she brought up so many good points that they're never going to use because <laughs> they're working on Resident Evil 4 Remake, supposedly. Allegedly.
1: Yeah. Park and Graveyard. This is like a two-in-one area, kind of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this area is, like, I felt this way about it before, and I still feel that way about it now. It feels like kind of padding. Um, it's... T- <laughs> There's a really lame fucking gear puzzle with the fountain, and not lame because it's hard to figure out, just lame because of how they lay it all out for you.
0: I I remember watching you play it, and you were just like, "This fucking sucks." (laughs) It was just
1: really shitty. They just put the solution like right there. It's like, okay, guys. Uh, and then like. The little cabin with, like, all the hidden equipment and shit was cool. The graveyard was kind of cool because you got to see zombies, like, crawling up from the fucking earth. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works exactly still because it's, like, presumably these are people that have been dead in this graveyard for a while. How the fuck? Who cares? It's just cool, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, the giant worm is another one. People are like, no, no giant worm. Yeah gravedigger i think he's usually referred to as
0: why though? but like he i i like him i don't know
1: like it's kind of a cool monster but like it really takes the wind out of its sails when you know how to beat it properly
0: i'm kind of tired it, i'm kind of tired of like all like games now like, got to make it more grounded more realistic like it's a fucking video game like i come to a video game so i could fight a fucking scorpion a fucking uh giant moth uh a human that is mutated to have a fucking really big claw i don't i don't come on here and be like there there should be no worms oversized worms trying to kill me no oversized snakes i just want to you know fight some mutated things
1: i don't think that's their motivation for cutting this uh because they obviously don't have any other problem with the other fantastical creatures like fucking liquors the giant alligator which did get turned into like a set piece but i mean that boss was pretty much a nothing burger anyway
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like all it was was just this big giant fat fucking alligator that just slowly crawled at you till you hit like the canister thing to blow it up (laughs) it's like come on come on guys like actually like think about like the old games and talk about them don't just go blindly off your memory of it but um like the Grave Digger is a super simple boss, too, that's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, you can shoot it to death if you want, but you actually don't have to shoot it at all. You can just dodge it, and it's on a timer. And when the timer expires, the little tele- the, the light poles fall, kind of fall forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Jill can just push them into the water, and then when the Grave Digger goes back up near you, it just dies instantly. You didn't have to even shoot it. <laughs> So it's like the alligator. Yeah.
2: Like,
1: it wasn't really a good memorable boss. It was just a giant worm. <laughs> so I think um, would,
0: I think it would be terrifying to see it though. Oh,
1: that would definitely be terrifying I feel like the giant worm in Code Veronica was better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a lot harder. <laughs> uh especially if you fucked yourself with your item box. Yeah. <laughs> you had to start over. Uh the Dead Factory. I've always never really liked this area that much.
0: Um, I, th- I thought it was okay. It, it, like, it, it's different than seeing, like, a fucking lab all the time.
1: Well, that's... See, this is, like, more of an aesthetic thing for me, where uh, I just... Eh, it's okay. It's some kind of dingy-ass water treatment area or something. Some some parts of it are kind of cool. But, uh, I don't know. I actually do kind of prefer the Nest 2 here in this case okay um and I guess that's all the cuts other than if you want to get into like the minutia of like fucking cut scenes and oh there's no crows even though crows only show up like fucking twice or something
0: no that that's like too much <laughs>
1: be... no crows no fucking brain suckers which is like <laughs> It's another enemy that's just like it shows up once in a while and they're kind of like drained demos a little bit. It's hard to like fucking discern them from the other in the original game. Yeah. And uh, am I forgetting an enemy? I don't think so.
0: i'm Yeah, I don't think so because it has the white zombies are in this game, both of them.
1: Yeah, the pale heads, which are like interesting. hmm. I don't, I don't recall fight. I guess I just forgot about them when I played Ghost Survivors, but then I was like, what the fuck are these things? And then I suddenly remembered they were in the Ghost Survivors.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was like, how the fuck do you kill these? And then there, there's actually a file that tells you how to kill them, basically. <laughs> it's like some people are like, I don't know how to kill them. It's like, you missed the file. Yeah, I, I missed the file. <laughs> and I guess complaints, which is... A lot of this is about cut material. And... Some of it's like, yeah, it's justified, like just the fucking clock tower should have been here. The big draw was like the streets, being able to explore the streets and they fucking chop that in over half. It's it's iconic. I
0: don't yeah. I don't know why the only thing you get to see as far as the clock tower and the uh the remake is a pamphlet that is before the actual clock tower, and then you fight a uh, in the courtyard or in the front area and stuff and and that's the only clock tower you
1: see it's such a tease um i feel like like there are people that complain about the factory and the graveyard and shit but i I feel as if they would restore a majority or expand on the streets and restore the clock tower i don't think anybody would care nearly as much Mm Is, is the, it, basically the end of the argument there, in my opinion.
0: Well, I think they could they could have, you know, uh, monetized this game, where it'd be like, hey, you know, we we know you love uh, Clock Tower. Here's a uh, a 15 to $20 two-hour mm-hmm. DLC.
1: That's you, really scummy, though.
0: It is scummy, but, you know, I guess, I don't know.
1: I, I, I even gave him like, how oh, if you want to monetize the cost, because it's just fucking costumes, but you cut out like a significant part of the game and then try to sell it. That's kind of going too far.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they've oh. done it before.
1: Did they? In what?
0: I don't remember. Um, they've done it, not in a Resident Evil game, in a different game. Trend, oh, okay. Trend for, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't prepared.
1: So, the unlockables and shit in this game has to do with, like, um, the store, which pretty much unlocks after you beat the game. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, every time you play, you fulfill challenges and shit, or just beating it, the act of beating it. You get points, and you can spend them in this store to get, like, Jill's star outfit and some guns and some extra pouches for inventory and you can get the bolt cutters and the fucking lockpick early enabling you to speed run it faster. A bunch of stuff.
0: My question is why?
1: Uh, Why? I guess because they felt like
0: You think lazy?
1: Can... What's, what's lazy about that?
0: Lazy that they didn't come up with some cool fucking other shit besides being like, hey, you know, let's just put all the items in here and you could buy it. To me, that sounds yeah. lazy.
1: I mean, are you saying you'd prefer just unlocking it by playing the game?
0: That too. I wish we could do that as well. Where we because I mean, could-
1: that's kind of what you're doing anyway, though. You're just earning a currency to go back and buy them. Well, sort. It's just a different method to do it.
0: Well, I'm saying like having mercenaries and having different things besides me going, I'm going to play it, I'm going to unlock some points, I'm going to buy some stuff in the store. I just think they could have done something more with it. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I feel like some of that they could have put behind, beat this mode to get this. Like you, when you beat standard or whatever, you get the stars outfit and the fucking samurai edge or whatever. Mm hmm. And. When you beat hardcore, you get uh, the hot dogger and the riding or whatever the fuck. Well, I like
0: because I like that I have a, the infinity, infinity, infinite bullets uh, in the handgun. I just unlocked that and I was like, I'm set. <laughs> I, I don't need anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, because um, like okay, in, in mercenaries in the old game, it was just things like. You bought four things potentially mm-hmm. uh, you earned money from doing that and it was either you spent two thousand dollars to unlock an infinite assault rifle uh three thousand dollars to unlock an infinite gatling gun and uh i forget how much but a rocket launcher and you spent nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars to unlock infinite ammo for all weapons in the game and that was it Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really anything else to unlock uh at all after that
2: and then you especially
1: get... depending on what version of the game you you bought like if you bought the dreamcast or the gamecube version of the game or whatever all the costumes are already unlocked mercenaries is already unlocked <laughs> <laughs> it's just up to you to be like go play mercenaries and unlock these extra weapons and shit if you want yeah i don't know i i just
0: didn't feel excited uh, but i still want to play the game i i don't know it's just because it probably it's shorter compared to other resident evil games
1: it is it definitely does uh, i feel like see that gets into another weird section about this game which is like the actual length of it because come to find out when you get clocked it keeps track of like the actual amount of time in the game that you play like when you're always pausing the menu that's what that time is Mm-hmm. That doesn't count cutscenes and stuff. So when you combine that with the cutscene time, you add on like maybe a fucking hour or so. Yeah. And the real game time ends up being like if you, it says you beat it in six and a half hours when you pause it, and then when you get to the final screen, it says fucking seven hours and forty-five minutes or whatever. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, so you guys not gonna count the cutscenes? I guess if you skip them and you don't give a shit, fine. (laughs) But uh, when I just finished Resident Evil Three, and I have a little bit more experience playing that game than this one now, but I honestly feel like I'm to a point to where I have this new one memorized just as well. Oh yeah, there's not much to remember.
0: (laughs) There's certain there's certain parts of like like I said before, like when I get up to the hospital, I'm like all you need to do is get past the the siege mode and then do uh jill's area where it's pretty quickly if you know where all the items are you go in you come out and then you're into the fucking hive so i can
1: run, yeah i can run the streets the, the hive you call it the hive. yeah <laughs> i i can run the streets the fucking hospital and uh the nest like in autopilot at this point i don't even really have to think about it um but when I just beat three recently, uh, my real time ended up being like uh, about seven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So actually it ends up being kind of close. Like the old one, I think, will still be a little bit longer no matter what, but not by that much. Yeah. So that that aspect of it, I think, is getting a little blown out of proportion and people are forgetting on these old Resident Evil games, this is Kind of an average time for some for some of these games. The I only think... one definitely can't beat that fast is like Code Veronica. Oh yeah, <laughs> Code Fuck Veronica. No.
0: That'll take fucking years. Yeah. Uh, I, I think people were just they overhyped this game, and I, I'll i say I kind of overhyped this game because I was like, oh, this is a good... Raccoon City is gonna kind of be open world, but not really, and all that stuff. Like I thought. Yeah, I thought it would have been bigger, Raccoon City, and I thought, like, it wouldn't be line- so linear like this game, but it was. And I'm not mad, because there are times where I'm just like, what do I want to play since I have short amount of time? And I think about playing Resident Evil 3 now. Because I'm like, oh, you know, I have an itch for Resident Evil. So let me just turn on Resident Evil 3
1: Remake. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I guess before we cap off these differences and these cuts and shit, um, Mm -hmm. any differences with the story you did and didn't like necessarily between the two of them? Or just things you thought were interesting that they expanded on more or something?
0: Well, they expanded more on uh, Nikolai a little bit, which I thought was pretty good, even though they still had the same motive. I just see seeing Nikolai more was pretty cool. Um,
1: a more effective villain, I feel like in this one. Yes. And, and
0: it's funny that we call him a villain, but it's like it's not the typical Resident Evil villain. Because the typical Resident Evil villain, it's like, oh, you have Wesker, who is this like, uh, you know, backstabbing person, but he's still a big figure and umbrella. But then you have like this Nikolai guy. It's like I just like fucking money. <laughs> that's all I care about. So I'm he's gonna
1: more, he's a little bit more antagonist. We'll call him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah um, I I'm like I said, I'm, I'm still upset that uh, Even though it was still okay because Carlos is cool uh, Carlos going in RPD. I wish Jill wasn't there so that uh, Nemesis could fuck up with uh, the RPD And Other than that nothing really maybe go you know this should have happened more in the remake i was like this should have happened so it makes more sense
1: there was one part uh i thought was really interesting and it's just one line but it really makes you think Mm -hmm. um and it's at the end where he's got her up on the roof and he just shoots the the virus the vaccine thing and everything and he's they're talking and he says my employer ordered me to burn umbrella to the ground and it's like wait hold on a second stop that this is different from the original game because the original game, he's still working for umbrella and he's still getting the information for them in this game he's working for somebody else and he's actively sabotaging them so, so who is that
0: you think no yeah. <laughs> you think they might do a sequel to uh, Re- Hold on a second.
1: See this this makes this starts changing things a little bit. This is one line if you think about it. Mm-hmm. This is
0: actually You could make an in between, I guess. Or if you could hopefully Resident Evil Eight. Fucking wolves <laughs> and witches, I hope not. I <laughs> I hope they don't like decide to like Nikolai's, you know, uh employer was a fucking witch or something like that
1: (laughs) see the way i took this was that um uh my theory is is his employer is wesker okay yeah it's the thing that makes the most sense at this point because it came out like ada was working for wesker in Resident evil 2 later and she was trying to steal g-virus shit for wesker's own personal gain or for like this fucking rival company or something so in this case nikolai is stealing combat data and murdering umbrella employees and stealing their information for him too Mm -hmm. so it falls in line with that same narrative thread i suppose otherwise i don't know nothing else really makes sense or it's just some new random plot thread they've come up with or something possibly
0: are you the only one that brought that up or did you find that somewhere else as well
1: as far as far as i've seen because i've watched different videos and stuff i follow different people like uh sphere hunter did not point this out uh the row network nobody ever said anything about that as far as i know on there Mm Mm-hmm. um there's Avalanche Reviews is kind of another prominent Resident Evil reviewer guy. He didn't say anything about it either. Usually he tends to fall on the more technical side of stuff though. Um, and any other smaller YouTubers that are just known for doing Resident Evil shit that I follow, they haven't pointed that out either. I feel like I'm the only one that's fucking noticed that one line.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll make a clip and I'll put it around. Put it around and see what happens.
1: Yeah, you should. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It, I, I don't know. They probably could, they could fucking just forget about that and it ends up being nothing.
0: Or hopefully it's not a language uh, barrier kind of thing where just, like, Japanese writing compared to English. How it's said, like, they were supposed to say it one way, but it was meant another.
1: Yeah, it was just, like, a, a goof. hmm But, uh, it's, it's interesting to think about.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, we were bringing up bonus modes and all that stuff and unlockables. We already right. we already talked about the costumes and stuff. Not a lot of costumes. We got the squirts. Uh, squirts. <laughs> we, we got the uh, the old school looks and stuff. But like, we're kind of used to that at this point.
1: But, the store and we got the extra difficulty modes, which I feel like got overhyped.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it feels to me like some people were saying like oh the dumbass shells are like tricking themselves into playing this game multiple times to justify its existence to them <laughs> it's like, that's what I hate about discourse about video games on the internet if it's like with random people you're, you, can't, you can't have an interesting discussion you're either a fucking shell or you're like a troll <laughs> nobody can talk intelligently about these things
0: I don't remember in early internet people being like this
1: before. I don't either. I mean, you still have, like, the dumbass console war shit going on. Mm-hmm. But people weren't so fucking abrasively stupid. <laughs> I, I can remember. Uh, but, um, yeah, there were, like, articles going around from, like, publications being, like, Nightmare Mode is, like, the thing you wish you could play in the beginning, and it changes the game a lot. And i remember people were actually disseminating like false information about nightmare mode and shit that ended up not being true like basically the publications were putting this out really after having played it like they, somebody made some kind of claim like oh jill will encounter zombie brad that never fucking happened <laughs> like, for example that was one of them um
0: i'm like I'm but... gaming journalists don't play video games i'm considered
1: they they stopped being game journalists like fucking seven years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe longer. But because I've had various kerfluffles with the game journalists like over the past fifteen twenty years. But anywho, that's a whole other topic. Uh, yeah, nightmare mode does make the game harder, a lot harder. You you got to have some of these little tokens, just specifically the, def- the defense tokens, in my opinion. Yeah. Because to me, it feels like the only thing that changes when you're actively increasing the difficulty is the amount of damage you take. The weapon damage seems to be the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The damage that you take increases each difficulty level. And in, ni- in uh, nightmare, if you get bit, you're down to danger. Sometimes, if you're in like the lower level of fine, you can you can die anyway. It sucks <laughs> gotta have a defense token to even that out but um yeah sometimes there's like more zombies or there's like a lot more zombies in one area or there's more of those nemesis alpha zombies the ones he infects um sometimes they'll throw a pale heads at you like really early in the game
0: yeah on the video right now pale heads are dropping uh in the basement area which that was another uh part that i didn't like as well Uh, when you have to get the four uh, fuses and shit and like random stuff just drops out of the sky and like well I can't go this way now because a whole fucking container fell uh, in my path
1: yeah I didn't really understand how that was happening unless it was Nikolai that was doing it and I suppose that's what you're supposed to think Mm -hmm. like he was fucking with her from like that control panel probably so I, I guess that's what was going on there, but I kind of I kind of like that part, especially like the part where it's like there's those weird shipping containers and then like a bunch of zombies come out of them, <laughs> and then like a hunter gamma comes out of the other one, and you're like there's a two both of these things at the same time are coming at you, and it's like oh shit, I remember, that's never happened before.
0: I remember playing on hardcore and I didn't just didn't have any bullets, so I was like I'm, I gotta leave. I was like fuck this, so I got what I needed and I just
1: fucking left.
0: Pfft, just went up, went up the ladder <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. by the way did you know the magnum upgrade is in that area
0: didn't know I didn't even think about that
1: some people have missed it some people fucking just missed the magnum altogether but uh, in that that control booth where Nikolai's standing if you go past the control panels there like to the window there's like a fucking derailium case there and it has like the magnum barrel in it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there.
0: We were talking about bonus modes and unlockables. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Um. Night- yeah. Nightmare just does stuff like puts in more enemies in and random enemies and in- areas earlier, like, I think you encounter liquors in some spots as Jill, which you didn't do before. Mm -hmm. And they just rain enemies out of the sky. Jesus. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Okay. I remember there's that one spot, you know, the part before you go to the the clock tower battle, you're in that weird like sewer-ish area, like the exit part of the sewer. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was just getting ready to climb that ladder to get up top, top topside. And, like, before I got to that ladder, a flaming zombie fell from the sky in front of me on the ladder. <laughs> and it didn't get up or do anything. And I was like, okay. And nothing ever happened. I didn't get hurt. And then I went to move again and it did another one. And the same thing happened again. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I just climb up the ladder and nothing ever happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, I, I don't know what was going on there.
0: I got to try Nightmare mode. After Hardcore mode, I kind of was like, is this a joke? Because I, like I said last time, Hardcore mode felt a little more challenging in 2 Remake compared to this one.
1: It felt, yeah, it felt easier, definitely. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Later on, in, like when specifically when you get to the last two Nemesis fights, that's when the game starts getting broke, in my opinion. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I agree with with Miss Sphere Hunter here that it feels like they didn't play test the game this far, and it's fucking broke because of hit stun. When Jill gets hit, you can't bring up your fucking inventory. This is the only game that does it. Where <laughs> when you get hit, you can't bring up your inventory. It's bullshit. <laughs> so, like specifically the last giant blob, uh, Tetsuo nemesis he'll do like he'll hit you a lot faster and a lot more and more accurately and he'll do like combos if you get hit once you're fucking dead basically because he'll stun lock you and you'll just die
0: well the one uh nemesis when you go into like the acid area uh on the containers and stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: dude on hard I, that's the only place where i kind of had to like look up shit because on normal mode like it's easy but, like, when you do it on hardcore mode, there's some type of combination that you have to do. Because I I, I I had a shotgun, I had a magnum, I had a pistol, and I also had my grenade launcher at some point. I actually had to go back on one of my saves so that I could save my grenade launcher. Because I mm-hmm. used use it up before. And I had to hit him at certain times, a grenade launcher. And I didn't even notice the little parasite that came out of his fucking chest It was laying laying around and shit. Look like a fetus.
1: It does it earlier too in the clock tower battle. The same thing happens.
0: Mm hmm. Because I was like.
1: I guess you just didn't catch it that time.
0: Yeah, because I was like, oh shit, is this what I'm supposed to do? And it took a while. And it annoyed me. Like, I was. I I don't know if I have it on here. I think I played it on the. Oh no, this was hardcore mode. This is when I was playing at my parents' house. But I was getting visibly, like, it was 3 a.m. in the morning, and I'm sleeping in their living room. Uh, and I'm fucking cursed. I'm like, fuck you, Nemesis, you piece of shit. <laughs> fucking die.
1: That that boss battle is really frustrating because of because of the zombies. It's always spawning. I feel like that's fucking lame. Yeah. I hate that. And then when you increase the difficulty, it gets even more annoying because all of a sudden they start spawning fucking pale heads. Oh, no. So, yeah. yeah. Sucks.
0: Yeah, I can't do that. I I probably rage.
1: I was I was raging kind of hard when I did it in hardcore, but I still passed through it. And then, like in nightmare, I was more ready for that, uh, so it wasn't as much of an issue that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when then when I got to the last fight, that fight's fucking broken because you have to dodge. If you can't dodge, you're not gonna beat him. you can't you cannot fail a dodge once you will most like there's 90 percent chance you will die even with two defense tokens and fucking recovery tokens you'll die
0: fuck that shit
1: that sucks i tried it over and over again like 15 to 20 times and i said fuck this i know i can beat this game i know nothing different's gonna happen i have better things to do with my time i'm done (laughs) i don't I don't rage quit games that much, but that one did it for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was bullshit.
1: Yeah. So that's, and that's it. Like, there's Inferno mode, but I don't know that I want to fucking play that, because Nightmare mode's kind of annoying sometimes.
0: I compare it to Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty's veteran mode, uh, it's pretty much the same thing, but the enemies to throw, like, nine hand grenades, like, every single soldier just throws nine grenades at once at you and that's that's veteran mode
1: that fucking sucks it sounds like
0: yeah and that's how i felt uh that's how i'm hearing it from you is like oh inferno mode is like when they just drop shit into you (laughs) like and things are different a little bit i don't know i don't i don't see myself playing it unless like i don't know i'm drunk
1: (laughs) you don't you don't get anything for completing these harder modes other than I guess the satisfaction that you beat a busted not play tested end of the game on both occasions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what the fuck who cares, I guess, unless you're you got fucking problems and you have to do this.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh moving on, I guess from that, we uh, there's the journals of the diaries and you said you don't remember these as much or something.
0: Yeah, I didn't. uh, I kind of sped run past them. I collected them, but I didn't read them yet, and that's my fault.
1: I'm apparently missing one or something, or uh, the trophies bug. Not that I really care about that kind of thing, usually. But I've never gotten the trophy for getting all the fucking journals. And I'm like, I feel like I did, so I must be missing one somewhere, and I've missed it consistently like four times
0: maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's counting the brochure of the clock tower on the bench
1: i picked that up like uh. at least three out of the four times uh i don't know then what one day when i go back and play this i'll get i'll get them all i guess whatever um but um the journals and diaries in this game are like it seems like on the whole they're expanded a little bit uh there's there's a couple more from, like, Umbrella Mercenaries and what there was. Yeah. Like, that guy Murphy has one after Nikolai shoots him.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. And he's, like, training diary. He talks about, like, how his fucking... He was training after getting out of prison to get back into shape. This is That was a diary in the original one, but they attributed it to this Murphy guy who never had it before.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: and then there's still the one where like there's that other dude who's like I used to be on death row and umbrella got me out and here I am and I'm a badass and then like at the last page he's like death row was heaven compared to this I'm going to shoot myself hopefully I don't come back as a zombie <laughs> it was written a lot better um I like the one in the power station about the guy Chad <laughs> it just says Chad's diary or something and. <laughs> It's just like uh, there's these fucking weird freaks here. The one of them like fucking shoved their tongue down my throat. By the way, that's gross.
0: Oh, there's those spiders.
1: Those when the drain demos things. They, those things are gross.
0: I, on my stream, I'm like, oh man, Jill's getting deep throated right now.
1: She gets tongue fucked <laughs> and like, fucking it, it implants parasites in her, and it's so gross.
0: And which, by the way, you get rid of the parasites by having a herb, and you throw up.
1: Yeah, you have to take a green herb, or a, a mixture will do it, too, and she vomits. <laughs> <laughs> her reaction is, like, dead on, too. It's like, fucking gross! <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Ah, yeah. Uh, oh, by the yeah, they took away blue herbs, too. That was another small thing I noticed.
0: Yeah, it was just uh, green and red.
1: Really could have used those blue herbs, especially for some of that high damage shit. Mm-hmm. The higher difficulties. I feel like that could have really mitigated some of the difficulty. Um, I'm trying to remember other diaries that kind of stood out. I like the, the shit you learn a little bit more about Nemesis, like, at the end. Yeah. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah, they made Nemesis, like, a bigger character than what it was in uh, the original, as far as, like, you know, the project and stuff. Like you knew about the project but you just like oh it's just a timer, you know what I mean?
1: I want him in the Nemesis program. <laughs> <laughs> that line you from the movie. <laughs> but like uh yeah, I I don't think you really ever truly learn unless you deep dive into Resident Evil lore. Like this isn't really a commonly known fact that the nemesis is actually like a parasite. It's not like a, a tyrant they cook in a fucking tube with virus
0: which by the um, way uh there's a certain part in the uh i keep on calling it the hive but what is it called again
1: the, the nest
0: the nest uh where you see like these tubes of like hunters and like tyrants like they're the failed ones and stuff like they're all like mutated uh terribly like yeah. this, this is a tyrant like with a fucking big ass neck
1: he has like a big head, or he's got like parts of his head are caved in. Yeah, I thought that part was cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, they actually expand on that and make it like more at the forefront. It's like, oh yes, Nemesis is a parasite organism, and it was developed in Umbrella Europe. That was also always a fact too. It's just people didn't really know it before. Hmm. Only really hardcore fans knew that privileged information.
0: Well, glad they brought it into the documents but what's your favorite one
1: i guess the the chad diary <laughs> or the or the nemesis one too the, the one that explains him because it, it like the way he writes it no oh, the way there's another one i'll hang on i'll get to that one in a second <laughs> but yeah, he's like talking about how he's like man my stomach hurts after that that fucking thing did that to me and then you turn to page and he's like my stomach fuck i don't think i'm gonna live <laughs> I love you, Mom!
0: This is, uh, I guess, the uh, tasty, itchy kind of version for Resident Evil 3. I guess so. (laughs) The Chad Chad Diary.
1: Yeah, and the the little nemesis fucking clipboard or whatever, Dr. Bard writes that to, like, the guys at Europe. And (laughs) what the fuck does he say? He says, "Um, thank you for foisting this ridiculous problem onto us. (laughs) <laughs> some shit. He says like this really flowery ridiculous way of telling them like thank you for this fucking aggravation. <laughs> and it's interesting. He goes like see the thing about viruses is we can control viruses because you can create any kind of a vaccine for a virus and whatever. But a parasite, you can't control that with vaccines. It can run wild and it can be crazy. So it's like parasites in real life really. Mhm. It's it's interesting. It's more of that hard science fiction-y part of Resident Evil that I like. Um, but yeah, this was the one I remembered is when you're in the sewer, and it's shortly after you encounter one of the Hunter gammas, <laughs> you go, Once you go past the first poop waterfall, um, there you find like a dead guy in a corner, and there's a, like a diary there and some shotgun shells, and he's like so fucking pissed that these things are in the sewer. And he says, Man, fuck these things. Next time I see one, I'm gonna punch it right in the face. <laughs> and he says that. And I'm like, Are you fucking insane? Like, what the hell? It's fucking amazing. Ah, oh, and I, I just remembered the other one. It's in that same area. You remember the guy who was writing about the Hunter gammas and it was like a love letter to them? Yeah. And he talked about how amazing they were, and he's like, So what if you have like uh really crippling weaknesses? I just call them character flaws. No, it doesn't matter that you run through the sewers and you eat sewer workers. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I gotta read these uh, diaries now. Yeah. Um. Next on the list, it says personal stories about th- this game. I don't have one because it's new. I, guess... I
1: think. I think these are our personal stories.
0: Yeah. So I guess we can go into our lightning round that means we're that means we're getting close to uh to the end of the, the podcast. This is where we uh have some quick questions and then we get into our final countdown where we place a ranking of Resident Evil 3 remake. So, who do you who do you prefer to play as? Jill or Carlos?
1: Uh uh Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... I like Carlos a lot more in this game, but like it's still Jill, so it's like you know they did a really good job making Carlos a likable character.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the same thing. I I adore Carlos in this game, but not as much as I I like playing as Jill. I think Jill is badass in this game.
1: She has some good lines in this one, just like before and whatnot. She's badass and stuff without being like a stupid like caricature of a badass female character that people try to do Mm -hmm. and um, uh, I don't know maybe one day if they ever do Code Veronica maybe they can do the same thing to Steve
0: (laughs) oh my god can you make Steve a a likable character
1: Carlos was not too far behind Steve this is is what we agreed on after we played the, the old one before that
0: is true. Can you make a uh, annoying Canadian better? I guess we'll see.
1: Take off, hoser. <laughs> uh,
0: what is your favorite boss? Uh, I guess what type of uh, fucking nemesis do you like fighting?
1: <laughs> true, basically. <laughs> um, I guess the one where he's he's in his he's still upright and is civilized.
0: You oh, know, the, the, the he's flame- chasing
1: the street.
0: Oh, really? Because I, I kind of like the Flamethrower one. It reminded me of, I don't know, Vulcan Raven a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah, Vulcan Raven in Metal Gear, the first that, one.
1: that boss fight's good, too, though, actually. Yeah, that one's good. Mm-hmm. But I like if you don't puss out and just throw a grenade at Nemesis and actually try to have fun, it is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's challenging and like honestly like if i i wish they'd just patch out that shit where you down him with a grenade that's so lame it takes away so much of his threat in that one area Modern. because huh
0: i said modders do it
1: they, they might honestly but like because when you don't do that when you don't bitch out like it is challenging and it's kind of scary because he's so mobile yeah because he can fucking jump way past you and like cut you off and pull you towards him and it's like it's kind of scary
0: Um, favorite part of the game. What is your favorite part? Fish can't even swim.
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) I did laugh at that out loud. It's like, wow, um, I guess I liked running around in the city. I just wish it was longer.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to have to go with you as well. I, I loved going in the city and then when they started going into different areas and slowing down things, and I guess, I don't know. I just didn't feel it, I wasn't, ah, I don't know how to say it. Like, I was having fun, but I was like, they could have done more with it, is what I'm trying to
1: say. Missed opportunities.
0: Yeah, all right. Favorite weapon, go.
1: Um, Samurai Edge, I really impartial to. I still prefer to use it over the Glock, even though it has, like, a bigger fucking magazine and all that other shit on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... The shotgun is just real solid in this game.
0: Yeah, the, the shotgun is, like, my go-to in every Resident Evil game, but I also adore the grenade launcher in this one, for some strange, strange reason.
1: Oh, well, this, this was the awesome grenade launcher. Really, it was, like, the one from uh, Resident Evil 1. The revolver style one where you can load in six
0: yeah and then you get the uh the mine one where you're like it like blinks blue and if it goes if you go over the mine it blows up the grenade
1: yeah that's kind of like the mine thrower in the original they kind of like condensed that into like the grenade launcher and just made a round out of it yeah which is fine um and they buffed it too because like the mine Thrower rounds were kind of powerful, but I felt like they weren't as powerful as Grenade Launcher was. Uh, Magnum 2. Magnum is great.
0: Yes. I'll throw another question in there. Um, <laughs> what was the worst uh, boss scene? And I'm gu- I'm guessing the one in the acid uh, area. I kind of didn't like the, the final form of Nemesis as well.
1: When it becomes fucking frustrating and shit, yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's just a good feel-good moment for you to finally murder him, kind of like it, the last fight in the original game.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really not a fight. It's just you avoiding him and waiting for that damn fucking railgun to charge.
0: That and, then, and that. and then when
1: you do, it's like you either choose to fucking finish him or run away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then you got the fuck me lights that you have to shoot at him.
1: Yeah, you gotta shoot his fuck me tumors, and then I like how I like how Jill kills him and fucking talks shit to him. That's cool. She just said, "You want stars? I give you stars," and then fucking makes him suck it down. Like she just just said that line there. Damn it, not earlier.
0: I agree. What is your best rank?
1: So far, B.
0: Same here, B i've been getting b's and c's i can't get a or s's yet which i think i'm gonna strive to do one day
1: yeah i might do it, try it one day
0: all right we are down to the final countdown um where do you place resident Evil 3 remake
1: oh let me see here i gotta look at my file how about you go first okay
0: um i put Resident Evil 3 remake at number six and this was kind of hard because I was like it's good I enjoy it uh, but there's a lot cut out and I thought uh, it it doesn't match up to Resident Evil 1 remastered Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 1998 so I had to revise my whole list so I'm gonna do do from um, from bottom to top so 16, 15, 14, a blank at the moment. 13, I have Resident Evil 5. 12, I have Resident Evil Dead Aim. 11, I have Resident Evil Survivor. 10, I have Resident Evil 4. 9, I have Resident Evil Zero. Resident Evil Code Veronica, I have an 8, 7, I have blank. At number six, I have Resident Evil 3 Remake. At number five, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. Number four, I have Resident Evil 1. Number three, I have Resident Evil 2 1998. At number two, I have Resident Evil 2 Remake. And still at my number one is the original
1: Resident Evil 3. Okay, so I put Resident Evil 3 Remake at number seven. Okay. That's just above Code Veronica and it's below the first game, the very first game. It's kind of the same deal, it's just like this game was a missed opportunity. Uh, When I was talking to some of my other friends, I was telling them before it released, this was like a, I guess, a couple months before it came out. This was still even before the demo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I said, like, this game has a real chance to be better than Resident Evil 2 was. It's like, if they just capitalize on everything that they did wrong in 2 and expand on stuff in 3 and... Like, at the time, there was all this speculation. It was like, oh, could you use the, the subway to, like, go to different areas in the city and, like, do shit? And, that again, that was speculation in fucking publica- publications that ended up not being true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, this game could have been better. It could have been probably one of the best Resident Evil games, hands down. But it, it didn't end up being that way.
0: It would probably have been the most exploration uh, Resident Evil game
1: Ever. Yeah, it could have had most exploration elements to it. Mm. Uh, more, I, I would argue two and yeah, two two and three had a lot of that. Three especially, but uh, yeah, my order is Resident Evil One remake is at one. Uh, Re two from ninety eight is two. Re two remake is at three. Four is four. Three is at five. The original. 1 is at 6. And RE3 makes 7. Cove Rock is 8. RE5 is at 9. Survivor is at 10. Resident Evil 0 is at 11. Yes, I rank Survivor over 0. <laughs> <laughs> die, Vincent, then... die. Die, Vincent. <laughs> like... Am I Vincent? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I want to, I want to play that game on stream. I'm going to do it. Oh my
1: it. god, it's so fun. Um I have a bunch of blank entries and then dead aim is at 15. <laughs> cuz I just I don't know where some of these other ones are going to end up cuz I haven't played them for a while and I don't really remember. Like like the Revelations game, like the first one I remember feeling pretty positive about. But the second one, I was like this one's still pretty good, but I don't like it as much as the first. Is how I ended up feeling about that one.
0: It's like uh, Barry Burton's daughter just being like,
1: "Yeah, I I hate
0: violence. I hate my dad.
1: Yeah, you get a real wet... Claire always gets stuck with these damn wet blanket characters in all her adventures. (laughs) I mean, like, Sherry can't help it because she's just like a child. So she had to babysit a child. And then Steve Birdside is like a fucking man-child and he's an idiot. And then he gets... (laughs) then she gets moira some fucking br- brat, brat dad ha- dad hater i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> when is she gonna get like a competent like ally in one of her games
0: maybe resident evil 8 i'm
1: not holding my breath
0: with <laughs> <laughs> witches and wolves i'm always gonna go back to that
1: witches and wolves edition
0: yeah, so that's our uh, final countdown ranking. Obviously when we fill the list uh, It's gonna look better and you'll get our final ranking and everything Um, The next one is Resident Evil 6 We have to get we have to get through that game. It's a large game so You're probably gonna see a video on that in June
1: most likely I, we could probably record one of our little side videos to tide people over between yeah like uh it, we're still supposed to talk about the books at some point mm-hmm. and uh that might be a good thing to do and i was gonna maybe talk about those gun survivors you know well not gun survivors the the, the wii games
0: yeah, the uh, Umbrella Chronicles and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, at some point.
0: Yeah. Anyways, if you want to catch more of our podcast, where we have a uh, combination of a video game slash movie podcast called Big Trouble Little Podcast, tomorrow at 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're gonna watch it live on Twitch.tv/slash JoeDubs35, Andy's gonna—I believe—he's playing Sonic Three, and we're gonna be talking about the Sonic movie. So, if, uh, if, you've, if you've seen the Sonic movie and you're a fan of Sonic 3, come on by tomorrow. We're going to talk about game designs. I know uh, Zach and Andy are pretty nerdy when it comes to game uh, design of Sonic and all that stuff, especially retro games. So, you'll be hearing a lot of that. And then you're going to be hearing us talk about the movie as well. Um, we also have our wrestling podcast, which we still have to watch StarCast, but I think we're... I'm gonna focus more on money in the bank this week uh, after we see the pay-per-view because I'm 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 too busy this week to uh, watch Starcast so I'm, just, I'm gonna I, I started the what was it 85
1: yeah, 85
0: yeah I started a couple it's it's real old but it's good it's like good good old okay. you gotta watch it I will um, but we have money in the bank, but that's called getting some color. We're pretty much we watch, uh, usually, we would watch new wrestling and talk about it, but since wrestling is dumb because there's no fans in the crowd, uh, we are watching old school stuff, so that's why you heard about the StarCast and all that. And, cool. obviously, and obviously, the Nemesis Project, uh, where, which you can catch here on Twitch, also on YouTube. Also, if you go to Nerd Review uh, Network on Spotify and iTunes, you could uh, listen to it there, and also on novnetwork.podbean.com. But until next time, everybody, uh, you know, don't get bitten by zombies, and uh, bitch can't even swim. Later. Bye. Bye.